Hello and welcome to an impromptu edition of the Mancunian Candidates. We weren't going to do a show today. I've not been so good. I've been in hospital and I was recuperating. And I'm fuelled by pure anger. Managed to get me out of bed, sorted, and I'm here. I'm not great, but I'm more angry than I'm ill. So let's get stuck in. This is the Mancunian Candidates. And I am Mike Royce, and I'm joined, as always, by... Myself, Paul Ripley. And uh, like Mike said, uh, there was no plan for the show today. Uh, in fact, the last show we did when we said there was no show coming up, we called it, episode, I think, Series 8, Episode 0. So this is Series 8, Episode 00, zero uh, before Episode 1 comes, which is November the 3rd on election night in the States. Yes. Uh, I, 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 on TV. I, I tried to say to Mike, let's not do a show now because we've, we've got lots of work to do. We've got a uh-huh. YouTube studio in, well, it's in it's not chaos, but it's getting there. But some work it to looks required. like a TV studio. It, I walked in does. before and, I, and my jaw dropped. Uh, where, uh, it's a proper studio. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so I'm amazed. We're nearly there on that with lots of testing rehearsals to do, but Mike was so annoyed of what's gone on in the last few days. And if you've been watching the news, if you're not a big political sort of fan, watching the news, you must have seen it. it's been all over the papers and i'll say this word donald trump yeah so where do we start oh look let's be clear on this there's problems over here right now i mean my company at the moment we're facing are we going to be closed down again next week are we got it's a it's a shambles here it's a shambles we've got the testing messed up um Te- uh, results and, and test results missing and then turning up and having to be added on at different times and distorting the figures. Um, Matt Hancock, Boris Johnson, nobody's apologising, nobody's ever admits in this country, in this government right now, Boris Johnson's government, there is no accountability whatsoever. People fuck up left, right and centre and not one person ever loses the job and that's where we are. We're in a country with idiots and imbeciles. However... They look pretty damn good compared to what's going on over in the States. So, on the lead up to the insanity that's gone on this last week, and I mean this now, it's gone way beyond any, oh my God, isn't it bad news? Donald Trump's such an arsehole. Oh, let's get, I can't wait to get rid of him. It's whatever. No, we are now in a dangerous situation with this guy. This guy is not who you think he is. He's not this buffoon, this imbecile. He, he's got people round him that are using him as much as he's using them. They are a dangerous bunch of white nationalists that want to cling to power at any cost. When this coronavirus came up, they saw it as a massive problem. So what do you do if you're not capable of actually fixing it and doing your best to save people? The best thing to do is pretend at the beginning it doesn't exist. Then when that doesn't work, you play it down and make it, well, it's there, but it's only like the flu. Don't worry about it. Then you get to the point where the body bags are piling up and there's a hundred and odd thousand. And then you start to go, oh, well, yeah, it's there, but, you know, if it wasn't for me, uh, there'd be five million dead because I stopped uh, people flying in from China, which makes fuck all sense. So then we go on to the 200,000 mark, and the more people that are dying, the worse he's got, the more he's amped it up, and the people around him and the stupid bunch of fucking morons that he's got around him that the last two weeks you've seen super spreader event after super spreader event as this dickhead has watched himself plunging in the polls gone into full-blown panic mode and just gone throwing all the doors open and just let's have external um 
debates, let's have let's have uh, meetings and rallies outside. No masks because everybody now you're down to when when uh, Hillary called them deplorables and it backfired because they all really turned on her. Then uh, we are now at the point where yeah, it is actually just deplorables that are, are behind him. These people that I see on TV that are happy, they're just saying, "Well, it's my constitutional right, I die my freedom." It's not your freedom actually. You can be mandated to wear a mask by your government. It's not an encroachment um, on your an encroachment on your liberties. It's asking you to be a decent person and not kill the people around you in case you are carrying it. Okay, now you have a situation now where they they are indoctrinated fools now. These people will not wear masks now because they think if they wear a mask, they are a supporter of the Democrats. They are showing people that they are anti-Trump. If you don't wear a mask, you're a tough guy, John Wayne. However, and that's the image that Donald Trump got because, as you now know, the chicken came home to roost after a range of these rallies, and one of which, his first rally that he held, Senator Herman Cain died. Literally died. He was there supporting him with no mask on and then he got corona straight after and we know he got it there because he was tested going into the into the rally and then he got COVID and then he died. So he died supporting him just so he could put social media pictures up supporting Trump because Trump asked him to. This guy would kill any of them. He, he, he would kill everyone, probably, except for Ivanka. That's about the only person who's off the death list who's expendable to him. If he, He's the sort of person that if you're in a sinking ship, he'd be clambering all over you and using human people as floats just to stay above water, you know? This is who he is. He, so, I won't go on much longer. I'm coming to the conclusion now, because this has gone on a while. I'm having fucking trouble breathing as well, but I, I've just got to get this out. Right, the... Um, the, the, it's come home to roost. You've had all the rallies and then it's finally come to the, the last week leading up to Donald Trump catching COVID, actually. And yes, I'm sorry, I did want him to die of it. I wanted him to die of it because he deserves to, because he's killed hundreds of thousands of people. I'm not saying he's responsible for the full 210,000, but he's certainly responsible for half of them, because if they were wearing masks, it wouldn't be such a divergent curve from the rest of the world. They, there is something different going on in America, and there are only two differences. One, they didn't achieve a proper lockdown. Over in Europe, we locked down the countries up to 95% with just essential workers. Over there, they've only managed nationally 38% lockdown. And that's why it didn't stop spreading. And you locked it down for a bit and then you got kicked back off all the business people who were paying all these Republicans to stay in power, who were in Donald Trump's pocket. And then they went, oh, let's open everything up. And they did. And then it exploded. And then you've got tough guy there, Mr. Tough Guy, who's taking the piss out of everybody for wearing masks, won't wear one. And he's caught it. So, yeah, I wanted him to die of it. Sorry, I would have been happy. I would have had a really special show today with Party Pop. That's what would have been going on. So, makes me a bad person, don't care. He's murdering people by his actions, and that's where I stand. Now, the leading up to this was he had the debate, and he refused to, have, to order all his family and his followers and his cronies 
to wear masks. And then he held in the Rose Garden um, an opportunity, uh, which I've not even got into the uh, Bader Ginsburg and, and the, how sickening it was for them to jump on that so quickly to fill a place. But yeah, fill it, he did. And he, re- he revealed his nominee in the Rose Garden. And now the front two rows of that announcement, the front two rows, and if you don't believe me, check the names, they're all there for you to check, they've all got it now, including um, his, his, um, his, Kayleigh McEnany, his uh, press secretary, you've got his uh, PR girl, Callie-Ann Conway, all the usual suspects in today, Stephen Miller, they've all got COVID, and they've all got it because they've all caught it by having that super spreader event. And there's going to be loads more that caught it. So people caught this from from the debate between uh, Biden and Trump, because Trump's lot wouldn't wear masks and Trump didn't. And also from that and the and in between this, he managed to to fit in a fundraiser, which he also did with no mask. Then he goes into hospital and then he does the tough guy bit where he comes out and he has the press conference, takes his mask off, takes his mask off, even though he's only been given the COVID diagnosis, so they say, although that's up for debate on Thursday, within four days of this, he's taken his mask off and he's there in public with Secret Service and all the other people around him that are public servants that don't deserve to die because he's a a fucking bellend. In a sealed car. In a sealed car. And then further and more on the balcony. The whole lot. The guy's a fucking disgrace. He's a disgrace, this guy. And then the, the after this, you, you, you think that's bad. Then he, he starts tweeting and tweeting about stuff, about, about what a tough guy he is. And then he did the video saying, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't do that. But he's ill. And he went to a private institution that none of us, no normal person in the United States could have access to. He had a course of Regeneron, which is a big cocktail of various antibiotics. And I know some of this because I've had some of this. So I know how how I'm, I'm very lucky that I got covered by a company that I worked for. And that's the only reason I got that. I know that people can't get this easily in this country. He has had an advantage that nobody else has got. And he's always had an advantage that nobody else has got. And that's why he's kept alive so long. And that's why he's the arsehole that he is. And that's why it's so annoying that working, honest, decent people can't see through this bullshit. And this he, he told everyone to relax and don't do anything. Then, as a further kick in the knackers last night, we, we were about an hour away from the Dow Jones finishing and the, stop, and the Wall Street close, and he decides to send a tweet that any responsible human being connected with government or the economy in any way would not have sent in any way. And even if you did, you would have waited till the market's shut to cause economic damage. He then says, I'm not going to bail out anybody for COVID unless I get elected president, which in itself is something a five-year-old would fucking tweet. And then after that, this morning, after the Dow plunged 600 points and to, and get, these are people that are relying on the share, few shares they've got stashed away. This isn't hurting big business. It's hurting people, real people, who, whose pension comes from dividend payments in these shares, who, who have the money stashed away in that because they've been advised by people at their bank, you know, oh, buy shares in this, buy shares in that. And this prick is playing roulette with everybody's future on a, on a health basis and on a financial basis. Then today, this morning, because clearly all night, the Republican Party then spent a night on him saying, oh, Donald, that's really fucked everyone, that. Um, you're 16% now. 
16% behind Joe Biden nationally. And we're all going to lose our seats in the Senate. And they, the Democrats are going to control everything. And you know what they can do? Pack the courts with some liberal judges. Donald, maybe you want to rethink that. So then this morning he goes, oh, well, I might not do that. I might send some money anyway. And But that's backfired because everyone's gone, well, why did you say that last night then? Because he's got to the point now where he's in full blown panic. He doesn't know what to do. For the first time in his life, he's not got daddy warbucks behind him, like he had when he started on his career. He's not got anyone to bail him out now, and he's during his time in the White House, all these cronies that he managed to keep playing and rent like a load of, uh, like, you know, whack-a-mole. Like, oh, I'll use one one week and then screw someone over. Then I'll, I'll make up with them and, I'll, and he, he'll burn bridges and rebuild the bridges constantly throughout his life. Well, no, he's burnt bridges with everybody that's personal or on his side. He's been in that White House and during that period he's destroyed all his bridges and he is now like Hitler in the Führer bunker. And that's why you're seeing this crazy behaviour that's going on. You are seeing the last desperate actions of a guy who knows his shit is over. He is done. He is gone. Thank you for playing. And we don't have long now. We've got four weeks now and he is going to get worse. And you are going to see over the next four weeks and you all need to be strong and have conviction. He is going that night. He is going. And you need to ignore everything he says. And if there's any of you listening to this show in America tonight, you... Just trust me, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, and I get emails and I get attacked for all sorts of views, but one thing you do know, I always say the truth. I say what's on my mind, and you have to start to wear masks and ignore him because lives are going to depend on it. We have four weeks, and in four weeks, 100,000 people could die. 70,000, whatever. If you wear masks, it might only be 10. Don't listen to him. He's behaving like a lunatic because he's lost and it's all over. And this is a guy who even at the beginning of his career, this big, big uh, hero bit that he did on the White House um, podium last night and the, the big tweet and the videos and all this tough guy stuff and the, oh, don't be afraid of COVID and all that. Well, he was afraid of going to Vietnam that much that in the 19th, early 1970s, he got his dad to pay for a physician to get a bogus... Um, Bone letter bone yeah, for bone spurs, which he didn't have. And if you've seen him acting like he's got bone spurs, uh, you know, he hasn't. And he's, it's never been mentioned again. He got his dad to pay a doctor to give him a note that says, oh, please, can Donald not go to Vietnam and get his fucking head blown off with all the other people that have been uh, conscripted, who didn't want to go, who were scared, who died over there. This guy is a fucking coward. Shall we see what Chris Kumo uh, from CNN thinks as well? There he is, hair blown majestically, reshooting the scene for his own ad. I hold rallies and I tell you to ignore masks and I rip mine off as I vanquish the virus because I am a leader. Fear not, COVID. Chris Cuomo is furious over President Donald Trump's response to his own COVID-19 diagnosis. What a bunch of bulls. Yep, that bunch of BS Cuomo just mentioned is about Trump's decision to return to the White House after leaving Walter Reed Medical Center after two days of treatment. Not only that, Cuomo also expressed outrage over the president removing his mask. 
he takes off his mask while he's still infected. Like that's some show of strength. It's as weak as it gets. Of course you should be afraid of COVID. It's killed more than 200,000, what, 210,000 of us. The CNN anchor slammed what he called it a propaganda video and compared the POTUS to a drunk driver. You've got a president who was a drunk driver who is pushing others to drive drunk. That's what he is. Do I want to see a drunk driver get hurt? Hell no. But I worry more about the people he hits. Cuomo also pointed out that Trump has access to some of the best resources and care available. A hospital suite and 24-hour care and experimental drugs and all the best of everything all the time. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have it. I'm saying you should. Isn't that his damn job? But it was this that caused Cuomo to lose it. Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Now he says, don't worry about COVID. Don't let it control your life. Just propaganda. How much bull do you need in your life? The journalist wasn't the only one that lit into the president. Mandy Moore called him the cruelest on Twitter. Don't be afraid of COVID. Tell that to the 210,000 families who have lost loved ones, to the black, brown, and indigenous folks disproportionately affected. With tens of millions of jobs lost and the economy tanked, many of us isolated for months. Hashtag vote him out. Chris Evans thought Trump's actions were, quote, reckless to a shocking degree, tweeting, You've been under round-the-clock care by the best doctors using the best drugs. Do you really think that everyone has access to that? Sadly, I'm sure you're aware of that disparity. You just don't care. And David DuVernay wrote, Don't be afraid of COVID, he dares say to those of us who have lost loved ones to COVID. This man is evil. Whatever happens now is on him. The White House is a cluster. He returned to a cluster and took his mask off. That is covidiacy. He's a covidiot. This past spring, Cuomo contracted COVID-19, as did his wife, Christina, and his son, Mario. In April, Christina spoke to E.T. about her husband's struggle with the virus and how they were handling it as a family. Now, people have been feeling really debilitated by this virus mentally. Uh, I watched my husband suffer through that a bit. And uh, again, I think it's because of the long duration of this virus. It is a minimum of 21 days for, for a lot of people. But the objective is to build up my immune system, keep it strong, as I did with Chris, so that um, we come out in a good place uh, and a healthier place. So there we have it, Fox News, uh, covering Chris Cuomo about uh, his views and thoughts. And things that's been missed, and Mike sort of missed it a little bit in his 15 minutes um, going over, uh, is about the simple things here. I'll compare it to this. When uh, the local election started in Manchester, I voted against who who I would normally vote for because of just because I thought the party I'm supporting has been a bit stupid. Uh, and it, not now, normally, I'll just go back to voting in my normal patterns. You've got to vote. You've got to make the effort that night, that day, when you're at home, when you can't be bothered and it's cold, and I think, oh, no, he'll win it. It's points ahead. It's points ahead. He'll win it. It's obvious. It's said to on TV. He's going to win. Biden's going to win. What's the point in me voting? Or if you're in a state where he he always wins it, even more so, oh, he'll win. He always wins it here. 
Remember Florida. Forget that. Remember go, Florida. Go out and vote. In go Florida, you were robbed of, of a president gore by a couple of thousand votes that yeah. to this day haven't been counted. And if they'd have been, if the Supreme Court hadn't have stopped that recount, he, it wouldn't have been George Bush, it would have been Al Gore. And that's the difference a few thousand votes can make. So there's going to be 10, 20,000. Yeah. Going to be, it's important to yeah, vote. Voting. And, and don't be put off as well by all this nonsense that's going out from the. I mean, here's a clear example. A thousand people, uh, was it a hundred thousand people died of flu? Uh, and what's called so COVID is, isn't as dangerous and blah blah blah. Last time a hundred thousand people died of flu was 1968 in the United States, and since then we've had a little injection you can take every year mm-hmm. to slow that down. 1968, we're talking about figures, it's, it, it is a dangerous thing. I want to talk to well, my... The anti-vaxxing stuff is dangerous. Uh, well, to well, even go along look at I mean, let's even go into the anti-vaxxing world. I mean, you tell that to someone who had a polio as a child, and I know someone who had polio, yeah. he, and he, he, his life, has, all his life, he's been affected by this. And it's taken him back because there was no vaccines. Is there vaccines out there that have been approved, properly approved, no question. Well, this is the what just quickly. This is the one lesson to take from this: is this is what happens. This is how fascism can creep into a very, very civilized, well-developed country. Number one, and let's hope that this is respected and shown at the at the uh, ballot box and is gone. But this is what happens if a conspiracy theorist gets high office. Yeah, cautionary. One of my thoughts of this, Mike, and I want to run it by you. Uh, during the Second World War, there was people who tried uh, for mass murder, mm-hmm. uh, even though they didn't press the button or, sh- or pull the trigger. Yeah, just following orders, Gov. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly around um, the the area where they had people captive. Now, and responsible for, could it be possible that war crimes type of offence be applied to? Trump for his mishandling of it's this. Been, it's been discussed. It's been discussed by some people, but it's at the moment even the centrist sort of CNN, MSNBC, yeah. they're sort of dismissing it like, oh, that's really serious talk. It's a bit much that. But you're um, talking about 200,000 people. Well, there. you've got to look at how many are going to be dead by the time he leaves because we've got four weeks, and I was saying there could be 70,000, 50, 100, yeah, who knows. Yeah. But, but you've got the four weeks after. You've got eight weeks before he's gone. Before that inauguration, when that inauguration happens, I am going to just sit back in my chair and I'm just going to go, oh, thank God. You know, that's that's it. But what damage you can do during that time, they estimate it could be as high as 400,000 by then because it started to escalate. You do What's not being reported, I don't know if you're aware of this, did you know that Florida, the governor, yeah. Decided to open yes. everything up. I know but him getting COVID, yes. Trump getting COVID, knocked that way down the news. Last week, at the peak of their infection and more and mortality rate, because that's the difference. That we maybe if there is time later, we could go over the difference. That's why people are getting confused. The he decided everything's opening now. There are no restrictions yep. now. No curfews. All the bars are open, and there is no social distancing or mandate for masks. No, so it's basically pretend it's not happening. There's people who say, and there's some scientists who say, that's the right approach. Yeah, they're wrong. 
Uh, well, they're not wrong. I mean, they they because the world, to get rid. Well, could get rid of the yeah the world will go, the world will roll on the world will roll on young people will will survive and a lot of and older generally people speaking people won't. who are over eighty are the people who suffer yeah and then we'll be rid of them and then there'll be less money to pay out for pensions yeah I get the sort of twisted logic that comes into these people but at the end of the day the 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 problem is these people are cunts. Mm. I know, but that's it, isn't it? You could, we can flower it up and make it all sound okay, but that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, these people are not... They, they are what they are. They're hideous people. They're, they should get COVID and die, and the nice, friendly old people should survive. That would be better, because the world would be a better place without those people. They, these are decent old people that have earned the last five years watching soaps or taking it easy, spending time with the grandkids, and they're losing after working for 70-odd years. They're, they're losing those precious last years with people. I think that's what's upset me the most. All the pictures of these people, the retired firemen who are die at 70, and they've been rescuing people, pulling people out of burning buildings for 40 years. You've got people in the emergency services, obviously, you know, um, sl- doctors who are getting on a bit, surgeons who are getting on a bit in the 60s who haven't quite retired. Loads of them have died. Nobody's talking about that. It kills me. I, I get so upset watching this at, on TV at night. I'm sure you do. You yeah. see the pictures because on CNN, they do quite a good segment. They they just concentrate on one or two people to yep. try to humanise yep. this hideous number of 210,000 because we're now at a point where if you filled, say, the Etihad Stadium, I think you'd fill it with corpses all the way up to the brim and it'd be overflowing now. I could comment on that, but I won't. Oh, yeah, you like the, the other yeah, ones, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, London on team, that. don't you? Uh, do you want to go into the facts of that? Because obviously, you, you, you have no idea. Let's change the subject completely. Just bring, okay. bring Mike round from oh, yeah. where he's at oh, the moment. Yeah. What's Mike's comment United, is, I support so. Man United, and, and uh, yeah. Mike knows nothing about football. I don't, but uh, what if I did, but I'd, I'd support them. And, and the, the thing team, that he says is you know. United are a, a London team. Cause London fans. Yeah, they are. But the facts show, I mean, this is like, he's um, talking about fake news, that's... The clear, I clear, clear, on the clear train. person. I watch who, him coming up on who, the train. Uh, yes, I so watch clear him person, coming up on the train. Uh, yes, he's always sat at the station there. Uh, uh, no, I see bar. him. I got a bar. Well, let's get I've this, got a bar. Let, and it, who starts the fight can, when we lose them? You sound you're Go on. moving into Trump world. Okay, history. Let's look yeah. at history because I am a big history, fan. I'm a big fan of history. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. History. The Man United were founded in Newton Heath. Okay. You wouldn't know that area. I do know that, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm surprised that you do. I know, I know, about, I know, about, I know about the point when, right. before people got childish yeah. like you, and United and City fans got on, and United even got the use of City's grounds, you know? That because of the war. Yeah, yeah, I know, I'm just saying, but, but that was nice, let me finish. Can I finish off? Before all can this tribalism off? kicked Can I finish in? off? Uh, and Newton Heath is next door to Clayton. It's Bank Street, actually, it was on. Okay. Uh, and that was, uh, obviously, Manchester. Now, where was City founded? Stockport. Hyde Road. It wasn't Greater Manchester then. It's Greater Manchester. Dear boy. It's Greater Manchester. Dear boy. Dear boy. Greater Manchester. It was Stockport. Greater Manchester. So you'll find the history shows you that the true. Where were the fans though? Oh, changing changing it now. It doesn't matter. It's where the fans are. Let's move on. Just to show that fake news is everywhere. Even Mike has it. Let's 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 move on. Um, And I want to look at what's happening. We're going to go back to Trump, but what's happening here right now? Um, PMQs was before, and uh, Kiss Sam is getting it 
from everywhere, it seems. But here he is talking to our wonderful Prime Minister. Mr Speaker, this isn't just a technical issue. It's a human issue. And the attempted reassurance by the Prime Minister just doesn't wash. In Greater Manchester, some of the missing cases date back to September the 18th. That's two and a half weeks ago, with three very serious consequences. It's now much harder to contact people after so long, the contacts of the 16,000. Even if they're contacted successfully, for many, the self-isolation period has already expired. And thirdly, important decisions on local restrictions were made using the wrong data. £12 billion has been invested in this system, and yet a basic Excel error brings it down. No wonder it's been described as intergalactic incompetence. So why, at this crucial moment, did it take so long to catch this error and to address it? Uh, well, Mr Speaker, you can't have it both ways. You can't call it a, a human error and a, a basic Excel uh, error. And uh, let, me, let me just uh, remind the House of what I've... And the right honourable gentleman of what I've just said, because the crucial thing is that uh, yes, of course, there has been an error, but the data points that uh, we're looking at do not change the, 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 the cases that we're looking at. Don't change the basic distribution of the disease. And I think it's very important for people to understand because that, that's really what he was, I think, trying to, to drive at. And although the cases in the country are considerably up across the country this week on last week. The uh, seven-day statistics, Mr Speaker, show that uh, there are now 497 cases per 100,000 in Liverpool, 522 cases per 100,000 uh, in Manchester, 422 in, in Newcastle. And the key point, Mr Speaker, there is that the local uh, regional approach combined with the national measures remains correct, I think, because uh, two-thirds of those admitted into hospital on Sunday uh, were in the northwest, uh, the northeast, and and Yorkshire. So that's why I think uh, that approach continues to be correct. Mr Speaker, the, the Prime Minister says it doesn't alter the basic distribution, yet thousands of people have been walking around where they should have been self-isolating. It patently has an effect on the basic distribution. If this was an isolated example, I think the British people might understand. But there's a pattern here on care homes, protective equipment, exams, testing. The Prime Minister ignores the warning signs, hurtles towards a car crash, then looks in the rear mirror and says, what's all that about? It's quite literally government in hindsight. Uh, so there we are, Keir Starmer giving it, a, well, I think okay. a, a, an impressive display. However, he has yeah. been attacked by his own party yeah. uh, today and is... Um, According to the Daily Express, uh, there's 20 MPs, including Piers Corbyn, who yeah. are after him for not yeah. voting in a certain yeah. way. Let's ignore them, shall we? Uh, that's what needs to happen. We need to ignore these cretins. You're talking, what, Piers Corbyn? Uh, Piers Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I, yeah, I wondered why. I yeah. thought he was yeah, getting involved. Like no, no, some no, sorry. I haven't read that. Um, no, Jeremy Corbyn, yeah. He, he's somebody that if this was, uh, if he'd won the election, this would be a nightmare right now. And I'm saying that as a, I've been a member of the Labour Party since 14 and I've had to put up with this cretin. It, it, unfortunately, the only Labour leader I've ever met and spent any time with, I haven't known the rest of them, but I knew him personally. Yep. Everything I said come come true. He did exactly to the party what I knew he would. And uh, he would have denied this 
for a long time, gone with the conspiracy theorists. His own brother, Piers Corbyn, has just been fined £10,000 for appearing at a COVID denial um, rally in Trafalgar Square. He's been fined ten grand. Piers Corbyn, his brother. You're not telling me. And, and they're two peas in a pod. They've got exactly the same political dogma. They went to the same, hung out in the same crowd. They fought the same thoughts. They had all the same attitudes towards Europe about everything. So you're not telling me that Corbyn, there isn't a bit of that going on with him. And Corbyn's been a big conspiracy person when it comes to Jews and calling them Zionists and and all the rest of it. We've seen all of that and we've seen the persecution of Jews in the Labour Party by him. Buy him. Well, his posture that they're him. going on about what uh, Kistama didn't support. Yeah. And it's to do with the proposed new law which will allow undercover agents, MI5, mm-hmm. uh, for the UK, uh, from the security services or police to commit certain crimes undercover mm-hmm. without facing prosecution. In response to certain concerns of a blanket ban on agents breaking the law could leave them vulnerable to detection from the groups they are infiltrating. Mm. Because... Uh, and I've just read I'm an just amazing, together, an amazing yeah. book yeah. about MI5 uh, mm. by someone who's left the service, and they're poorly paid, by the way, MI5 agents. Yeah, no, no notoriously so, poorly yeah. paid. And um, it's, they take their lives in their hands in many terrorist groups, and <coughs> they've got to be in a situation where they've got to make decisions. And I understand why Kiersauer would not would support that because mm. you've got to you have a you have a spies yeah. stopping us being killed no, you've got to support not. them no i mean it, it, I mean, it's 007 license to kill not well, far away think, but yeah i mean and therefore obviously because the woken side of the labor party oh, doesn't agree with that and yeah. everybody's got blah 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 civil liberties stop the war blah 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 cnd blah 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 i just get real this, get real this, get with the world there's a point, there's a point uh, and i'm i'm sick to death really i mean i'm a labor supporter as you well know uh, but i'm sick to death of well, a, a part got, of the labor what, party what a part about? of the thing right, look, look look get this in perspective now right you need to get this in perspective. We, we've had five years, six years, was it five and a half years with Corbyn, with, with all this, where the sensible crowd, the sensible crowd were on the outside, spitting in, um, trying to get rid of him, failing miserably, um, trying to get around that stupid voting system that, that Ed Miliband, who, who seems everyone seems to have forgot that he's, yeah. he's responsible for this period completely because he wouldn't have got in if it wasn't for Ed Miliband bringing that voting system in where someone could pay the price of a coffee and vote for a Labour leader, even though they'd never been a member of the Labour Party. Incredible. So you ended up with, with Jezza. And, and this is it. So we had five and a half years of that. And, it, and we were... We were, like, frustrated because, you know, we, they, we couldn't get anywhere, all the rest of it. So, OK, spin it on its head right now. Take some pleasure out of the fact that these dickheads are on the outside where we were, frustrated where we were, and we've got a competent person in charge who's very effective and he's taking down Boris Every single week, Boris gets a spanking. And don't think for a minute that this isn't going to slowly, 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 over time, like Chinese water torture, get through to the electorate. And slowly, very slowly, you're going to see Labour pulling ahead over the next year, especially if COVID is still 
being handled in this inept manner. And can I just point out one other fact? This was interesting to me when he made that comment at Boris and he said to uh, and he re- referred to an Excel error. Uh, like, like, what, what is this? Like some sci-fi film where, oh, Microsoft Excel, it's been running that long. It's suddenly got uh, consciousness, has it? It suddenly won't. No, 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 but Microsoft is blame here. Oh, are they? Of course they are. They've changed the format. So they three times changed it to an Excel, dot XL, dot, yeah, dot XLS, get... dot, and that's what's yeah. caused it. Okay, Someone right. saved it in the wrong format yeah, and, guess, and it can't guess, be read. Oh, guess what? Guess what? You're in government... You're in government. Why true, don't you get an true. IT person? Why don't you get an IT person looking out for this stuff? Why don't you, there saying, is no excuse for someone fucking up an Excel document when you're well, running it's probably, the country. It's probably been passed down because in reality, it, it. let me tell you this, Jeez. in reality, it's not the NHS is doing it. It's a company paid uh, on behalf of the NHS yeah. and the company which is tied to a certain MP, mm. a Tory MP, by the way, yeah. in a big way. And it's probably some 16-year-old or 18-year-old who's just left yeah. wherever who's yeah. responsible for somewhere some, down the line for doing certain yeah. things. It's, it's a serious... You know, it's going to be that. It's a serious set of data. It needs to be treated as such. And uh, this, this government is... It's, it doesn't matter. They, if this was a Labour government, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. This government is just inept. I mean, I've seen... Tory governments that have been pretty damn good at running the economy. They've run it in a really cruel way that I didn't appreciate, that wasn't wasn't part of my philosophy. Um, and the beginning of Thatcher's reign, my God, she got the country under control very quickly and got the economy booming, and she did. But the social cost of it was what I had a problem with. Whereas this, this is total ineptitude. And this is the party that always wins and gets power because they manage to convince the electorate that you can't trust Labour with the economy. They'll give all the money away to people who are crippled and disabled and all that and run up loads of debt. We're very sensible. Foreigners. We're good. good Yeah, and they play that one. And we're good with the the economy and the markets trust us. And they do because the markets do deliberately crash when Labour come in because they, they do, they do do that they always have done. The breaking news today is that uh, uh, Nicola Sturgeon has well, I want to read this to you yeah, oh, I, I can't quite understand it she's introduced a ban on the yeah. sale of alcohol indoors yeah. as part of the new circuit breaker lockdown measures yep. coming into force across Scotland later this week, Friday is it Mike? Yes. Right, so First Minister said that indoor hospitality venues will only be allowed to operate between 6am to 6pm daily. Mm-hmm. Selling food and non-alcoholic drinks only. Yeah. Outdoor bars, restaurants and cafes will be allowed to remain open until 10 and will be allowed to sell alcohol up to that time. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. It's not going to achieve what it's supposed to achieve. Licensed premises in the Greater Glasgow, Clyde, uh, Lanarkshire, Ayrshire, etc., etc., from the 4th, uh, will remain closed from both indoor and outdoor operations. But snooker, but snooker pool halls, indoor bowling, casinos, bingo halls will close in these areas for two weeks with contract sports and indoor sports, exercise. Yeah. It's very confusing. Okay. Hey, 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 look, look. However, cafes yeah. without, a license, without a license to sell alcohol will be allowed to open until 6 to counter social yeah. isolation. You, you How confusing is you that can't, one? People are not going to get any of that. You know, at the end of the day... 16 days. We, it was very simple. Stay home, and that was it. Stay home, and you shut. Businesses are shut, 
you stay home. Essential businesses can continue. That's it. And you did a short list of them. That was it. Everybody got it. And then within about six weeks, the figures were tumbling down and crashing down to, you know, really statistically low figures. Then we started to reopen. Oh, let's open here. Let's stay alert. Let's do, you know, and all these various uh, ways they've they've tweaked it. Um, and now, yeah, and as the minute they started to do that, people got confused and just, and then you had Dominic Cummings go to that castle and then everyone just started going, doing whatever they yeah, wanted. And that's it. No. The problem is now, if you're going to do this circuit breaker thing, you have to just close everywhere. You have to close everywhere down and let every, make everyone stay at home again, like we did, but just for two to three weeks. And then you will have the effect that you want. But then you've got that difficult situation then, because that kicks the can down the road a little bit further towards November, December, where they, these um, vaccines will be around in December, January. They will. Yeah. I mean, the one that, that yeah. um, the, the Russia, the Sputnik K, <clears throat> the Sputnik um, vaccine has apparently works. And they, the Russia, Russia are literally taking the piss. And they were on Twitter. And you had Putin and Putin's aides taking the piss out of uh, America this week, saying, oh, well, it's a shame you didn't come over. We'd have, we'd have sorted, uh, sorted Trump out with some Sputnik K. They're taking the piss. They're laughing because they've actually got a cure for it. And we are nearly there with Pfizer and... Level three, I think, Ron. Yeah, Level we're nearly three, there. Yeah. It's, we've just got to hang in a bit Tesla longer. out in Bradford at the moment. Yeah. And then it's going to start to just be a matter of time then. And we've got to... But, but if we do do a circuit breaker here, and it is so coming. Me question to you. It's coming. My question to you. Would you take the virus? Yeah. No question. Yeah, no question, yeah. Because it's better than would dying, you, would you take isn't the, it? Would you take the flu shot? Yes. Have you taken the flu shot? Yes. I've been given one. Okay, I've checking. had one just about checking. weeks ago because of what's just going checking. on with me. Yeah, they, it's lung related, so they they're giving me shit like that. Like is that, that's why I have a, the COVID test every every couple of weeks, and they it's but but this is the thing. I've got I'm privileged. I shouldn't be getting that the way I'm getting it. I'm getting it because there's something wrong with me and it's private, and I and it offends me that it's going on that way. One day I'm going to feel really bad about it. Not today though. When you when you don't feel so good, you tend mm. to just be a bit of a coward, don't you? And you get on with it. We'll take a short break now because next up we've got a little clip here, and it's um, COVID uh, and uh, how will it affect his campaign? Donald Trump, that is obviously. Again, making it his re-election messaging headquarters. His latest, a post that's just come out this hour. Let's look at it together. Trump talking about the flu and returning to a message that he is using and has throughout much of the pandemic, that flu is a threat that rivals COVID-19. You see in this tweet, he says that Americans have learned to live with the flu and asserts that flu is more deadly than COVID in some populations, sometimes over 100,000 deaths. Now, the fact checkers have been working on this already. Daniel Dale, now at CNN, but of course we remember him from the Toronto Star. He immediately pointing out that the United States has not seen 100,000 flu deaths since 1968. So disputing the facts in that most recent Donald Trump tweet. But again, downplaying COVID-19. The politics of this morning, the scene last night, let's turn to it now with Daniel Lipman, who's back with us this morning, White House correspondent for Politico in Washington. Daniel, I'm glad to see you this morning. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. We are looking at images, Daniel, as, as we begin our conversation 
I don't know how many times the, the world has seen them, but we have used so many times during the Trump presidency words like unprecedented, that he has broken the norms. You might think you couldn't be more astounded by his words or actions. So where does last night rank for you in terms of what you observed? Well, watching it live on television, just like the rest of uh, everyone, uh, was pretty shocking because you know, I'm in the camp that it was actually a pretty dramatic and interesting, cool video for him, for people to watch him uh, return on Marine One from Walter Reed back to the White House. Uh, it even passed by my office in Arlington, Virginia. So that was kind of neat to see. Uh, but once he got back to remove the mask and undermine lots of messaging for people um, saying, you know, that is a very damaging to his both his re-election prospects and also to public health strategies where if he's saying he has coronavirus and he, he still doesn't even have to wear a mask, that is just uh, pretty, uh, could be deadly for people if they ignore uh, what Dr. Fauci is telling people. Yeah, it's so interesting. If people were thinking he'd have a more empathetic turn or a greater understanding of the science, he clearly showed that that was not the case. But well, you said something interesting, damaging to his re-election chances. How so? Does he risk a backlash for that kind of bravado? Well, he's always a guy with, like, he's like a cat with nine lives, and so you never know how these things play out in real America compared to Washington, New York, or, you know, Canada. But the um, a lot of people saw strength, uh, his supporters. They like that he is uh, turning to the White House fully in charge, kind of like the conquering, uh, you know, the coronavirus. The campaign even put out a video of him as a football player tackling uh, COVID. And so... Um, but in terms of it damaging, he's already underwater with seniors. And so 20 uh, Biden leads Trump by in, in the senior age group 20 points, 20 percentage points. And so that uh, and Trump won that group handily last time. And so uh, the map is just really bad for Trump. And most Republicans have kind of thrown in the towel. They just don't think he's going to win. It's so interesting yet yeah, to see the, the movement from seniors who have been so strongly Republican of late going so strongly for the Democrats. You mentioned a video. He also released this. If you wonder why he orchestrated that return the way he did, I mean, you see the image of strength he wanted to portray, as you mentioned, Daniel, in that video. But also, here's a little bit uh, of of a part that he posted to social media explaining why he had to get back to work. Let's watch that together. There's that video, Daniel, and then there's, there's this direct message to Americans that we're going to listen to. I went, I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better and maybe I'm immune. So is he going to play down his own infection, Daniel, to, to or use his own infection to play down the virus, to boost his strength? How do you see that? 
he has no other strategy, basically. And so uh, what is he going to say? I was wrong for the last six months. Yes, this virus is so serious. No, that's not his in his DNA. And so maybe Joe Biden or any other politician would do that. But he's already kind of uh, made his bed. Uh, and so he is going to return to the coronavirus. Not so bad. I was able to defeat it, even though I'm in my 70s. Uh, his own campaign spokesperson, Aaron Perrine, went on Fox News yesterday and said uh, Trump has a unique angle because he's actually had coronavirus or he has experience battling it personally, while Joe Biden has never gotten coronavirus. And so that was kind of an odd twist uh, that they anything they try to anything that's a negative, they try to turn into a positive. So we saw a little bit of the of the social media video that they posted this, you know, very sweeping cinematog- uh, cinematography of the return and the helicopter and then the message as he came back to the White House. You mentioned Joe Biden, who had put his negative ads on pause, Daniel, while the president was in the hospital. Then he came back very quickly with a social media ad of his own side by side photos, videos of the president taking off his mask, Joe Biden putting his on. How do you think this whole approach, COVID-19, let's look ahead to how how this defines the campaign moving on. No, I think it's a huge part of the campaign. We're not talking about law and order in the streets anymore, or the cities and looting or the Supreme Court nomination. It's all about coronavirus these days. Uh, and so that could definitely change once the hearings for Amy Coney Barrett start up next year. But um, Joe Biden is going hard on um, what his campaign platform is, which is COVID is serious. We have to take this. Uh, this is a very important uh, step to taking it to wearing a mask most of the time. Um, and Trump is kind of uh, doing the opposite. Uh, Trump is basically saying, if you're tired of coronavirus, I am too. So, you know, just vote for me because I, you know, I can bring back the economy once we have a vaccine. Um, but when you have this type of message and he's issued in the last 24 hours, the people who, you know, the family members and the friends of those 210,000 Americans who died from coronavirus, I'm sure that he's losing some support among those people because it just looks insensitive and it's almost like a social Darwinism idea that I was able to defeat it while uh, he doesn't leave it. He doesn't say it per se, but if you're not strong enough, then, then you kind of pass away from it. Daniel, I really appreciate your perspective. If you're not strong enough, you pass away from it. Well, this is it. This is the, this is the, this is nothing new, by the way. In the Victorian times, you know the Victorian era, the 1880s into you know turn of the century. In fact, um, there was a massive movement for eugenics. And all right, it's not quite the same, but they Hitler, Hitler they had a spot for it as well. Yeah, didn't he? Hitler tried to bring it back, yes. like like mm. bring like bringing 3D back in the cinema. You know, he had a go at bringing it back. Um, yeah, and and all these people have in common is they they're all they're all awful awful hideous people. They're, they're awful monsters, mm. and they believe that you shouldn't allow people with any disabilities or mental impairment to breed or have children because that means that these defective genes are going to be spread throughout the gene pool and there's going to it's going to cause society to continue and the to cost, have defective cost people to and s- the cost of looking society, after them yeah, yeah. and they this is a variation on it it's very similar to eugenics this this herd ment- herd immunity tack of well let everybody get it 
and the people who lose, <clears> it's like you've just lost Celebrity Squares or bloody, um, you know, Family Fortunes or something. You, oh, whoa, boo-hoo, oh, dear me, you lost, never mind. Thank you for playing. Um, you've been around 80-odd years, but, you you know, you're old now. Go on, go on. And the family, don't get too upset. They're old, go on. I mean, this is the problem you've got. You, you, It's inhuman to talk like that. Because these people, all right, if someone dies at 78 and they should have lived to 86, that's still golden years with the grandchildren. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they deserve the majority them years. Of, They've worked yeah, for them years. Yeah. Why should they die just so that we can keep businesses open? Yeah, my old, my old fellow, he's still, he's 85, he still plays his trombone. Yeah. He's just got a smart car the other day. He's trying to, yeah. he came around to my house to try and, so I can explain to him how yeah. the screen, yeah. which can play videos on works yeah. and, and well, also, let's, let's he's exploring he's got, it. Yeah, let's yeah. imagine he's got another 10 years or whatever, just a hypothetical figure. Yeah. How dare they take those 10 years off you? just yeah. so that they, someone somewhere else can keep a business open. It's not right. I, I'm, I'm worried to death about it. I mean, I've got a couple well, I've got, I've got, Yeah, I've got, I've got a few minutes left on the show, and, and I want to talk about that, Mike. Um, this is not only personal to you, but you employ people. Yep. You, uh, you, you, you are creative on the creative industries. Uh, you have this balance between... Um, media uh, and business and yep. it's uh, a balance you've always done uh, and how do you feel right now do you feel like the government supported you in, oh, in any way oh they not me at all if this had been 10 years ago I'd be done now I'd literally just be at home I might even be homeless at this point because I just wouldn't be able to have kept my own personal stuff done it's lucky that we've just done really well for a long time and I've been very sensible because I'm very good with money and that's that's all that that's the only advantage. If this had been ten years ago, and there were a lot of people in that situation who were just starting out, who were just doing stuff, or have had a, who've not done that well, but they're still carrying on. This is a wipeout situation for most people because you. I've got a, a nightclub with live music. All them bands that would have appeared there have lost out. All the staff have lost out. I've had to let about 20-odd members of staff go. We've uh, got per- people furloughed. I've got the other bar only open till 10 o'clock. And now we're back in that old world of, because of this 10 o'clock curfew, you've got this weird kicking out thing where it's all raucous on the streets again at 10 o'clock. Mm. Whereas we used to do that, where it used to be 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning. You'd have to avoid. I remember me and my friend Brian, we'd leave a nightclub in Manchester at half one so that we could go, get go, a taxi. And, get, yeah. go and get a burger and then get a taxi yeah, yeah. home. And then we're out of Manchester just before all the trouble starts because there'd be an hour of fighting, people throwing up, all that everyone seems to think this sort of things only happened now no i assure you it was happening when i was young and this is this is the way it was and now we've reverted back this 24-hour opening when everywhere was closing at different times so it was all diffused you know and now 10 o'clock's a nightmare in manchester it's a nightmare Mm. because everyone's being kicked out of pubs everyone by the way is quaffing as many drinks as they can, and as also well, because James, they've only got a limited time. Let's go back to our place and carry on. Let's go back to our place and carry on. Yes, it's exactly. obvious. It's ten yeah, o'clock. It's only ten o'clock. Yeah, let's I go know. back to ours. I know, but they are drinking more while yeah. we're out in that short period of time, which leads to even more problems. Uh, they, <clears throat> they have handled this 
They couldn't have handled this any worse if they tried. They haven't fought it through. They haven't fought about anybody else. Nobody self-employed has had a penny. Nobody self-employed has had a penny off them. And that is disgraceful. Well, because some have. Because they, they're a some backbone have. of this no, country. No, no, a lot no. of people like, like you're wrong there. You're well, wrong. I'm not, I'm not fake, wrong. Fake news. All right, fake go on news. then. Who's, who's had people it then? Because I'm, I'm self-employed. Know, I've had enough. I know so. people who put their accounts yeah. in and okay. self-employed and been paid. Have they? Quite a few people. Yeah, I, know. I don't know many. Well, I know a lot I, of people who've had nothing. Well, I know a lot. Of people. I know a lot I know of people who've had nothing. A handful. I've had nothing. I don't do. I've had news. nothing. I've have had have nothing. you applied? Yeah, we oh. got refused. As a self-employed person. Yeah, as a company as well. Okay. Yeah, that's slightly different. Got nothing. That's different. Yeah, well, I got well, we're off subject. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you. So you're telling me that. No, I'm no, you're just saying. You're, I, I, I am literally sat here and you, I applied. You, you and changed got it. You changed it. You said after self-employed people. I've done both. Then, then Sully's so company. Obviously, so it's slightly I've done different. Both. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I would obviously do both because it helps out the company in whole. If I got anything for myself no. or I'll get anything for my wife, mm. I'd do that. And we got nothing because we're, we are too well off, apparently, even though we're paying for people to stay at home and try and keep all these businesses going. There's no, they're, they're, it's literally you only get help off them if you are desperately. You know, on the streets almost. You've got to be in direct. Two minutes left of the show. Two it's minutes. Wrong. One, sorry, one minute. It's damn wrong. One minute and 30 seconds left of the show. Uh, you predicted a few things. You're quite good at this uh, mind reading future. Oh, I'm great at bad news. Yeah. Stuff. I'd love to be, I'd love to be talking where, about something. Where, good. where will we go by end of November? Where would you think we'll be? Well, I think there's going to be a lockdown again. And I think it's going to be a short one. I think the circuit breaker thing is the one that they've got as their little, you know, their, their ace in the hole. If, well, we can't get it under control, we'll do this short two-week or three-week lockdown and do the circuit breaker thing. But as I said to you, it, the problem is you're then back in that situation. How do you reopen again without it all just going crazy and everybody and it all surging again? That's the problem, really, It'd be great if we were testing, slowly getting it under control, managing it, and then the vaccine comes, and then it's slowly, slowly over time. It's going to take a year. 30 seconds. Students in Manchester, good or bad thing? They shouldn't be here. It's not safe. You, you, it's the most dangerous situation you could imagine. You're creating a petri dish of infection by opening that up. They, they're not responsible. I remember I, I was a mature student. I was going there about five years after I was supposed to go, and I, I went with a, a few mates, and we were no, we were we were fucking idiots. You know, you're supposed to be. That's the whole point of going to university. It's your last bit of being a kid. So here we go. Growing up, why, you're supposed to go why, to uni and come out. Why and are they here when they knew this would happen? Because oh. they didn't think it would happen. They thought that it was under control at that point and it wasn't rising that bad. So let's do it. They were under pressure from business, left, right and centre. Nine grand. We want your nine grand beginners for your college fees, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, exactly. They, it was going to cost too much. The whole thing is, we've reopened this country because of economic and not health pressure. That's it.